During January, we are thinking about the turning of the year. So last Sunday, we had a few people share about what God had been teaching them during 2023. I don't know how you would answer that question, but it is a good thing to think about. Jesus tells us we should be aware of the spiritual seasons we find ourselves in, what God is doing in and through us. And also it helps us remember that God is always active and involved in our lives, even when it feels like we're just going through ordinary life. Well, for the rest of January, we're gonna think into 2024. But today, instead of one of my usual amazing spiritual insights, I'm gonna do something a bit different. We are going to do a quiz. And we're gonna start with round one. So round one is collective nouns. I am going to say the name of a thing, and then you need to tell me what is the collective noun for a group of those things. So if I was to say sheep, the answer would be a flock. You have a flock of sheep. So I'm gonna say the thing. I'll leave a few seconds. You can shout out your answer. Be as competitive as you like with whoever else is in the room. And then I'll tell you the correct answer. Although technically, actually, there are with the English language, there are a number of correct answers. So I'm gonna tell you the, the main one or the first one that came up on the internet list I found. So let's go. Number one, a horse. A herd of horses. Number two, a puppy. A litter of puppies. Staying on the cute theme, a kitten. A kindle of kittens. Number four, an owl. It is a parliament of owls. Number five, a crow. It's a murder of crows. Number six, a fox. It is a skulk of foxes. Number seven, an otter. It is a raft of otters. And number eight, a Christian. It is the church. So do you see what I did there? One of Dave's trademark tenuous links from a quiz into a legitimate church talk. So we have, the last few years, I feel like we have wanted to think better about church, to be less lazy in our thinking and often What's happened is we've started, we've used the word church to mean something that's not as broad and wide and as amazing as it's meant to be, that becomes far more narrow. So often we talk about when we use the word church, we mean an event or an activity, but really it should be a word more like family. So you wouldn't say, are you going to family or what are you doing after family? Yet we, yet we use church like that. So we've, we're thinking about hub or the Sunday service instead of realizing church is bigger than just that one thing. Well, sometimes we use the word to mean the institution. So for example, uh, every now and then, since we've been leading the church coming up for 19 years, every now and then someone would tell us, it wouldn't be the person themselves, it would always come through a third person. They would say, oh, so-and-so is upset with the church. And we would then discover some, they'd been through some situation and they would say, oh, their home group's been really supportive of them, but the church hasn't done anything. And what it meant there was that Sarah and I hadn't 
done something. So they weren't seeing the home group and all those people as part of the church. The church was resting on this very specific centralised action. Well, neither of those really adequately capture what church is supposed to mean, what God intended church to be. Church is the community of God's people, those people who have decided to follow Jesus, who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, who are engaged with God and his project on earth. And so like family, we are always part of church. So in the middle of a Wednesday morning, whether we're at home, a school, a workplace, we are still the church, still engaged with God, still carrying God to do his work, his project on earth. And we are all God's church. It's not just a few people with a title or people who stand at the front or people who seem to know the Bible very well and know all the answers. We are all God's church. And so this leads me on to the next round round two of our quiz. So unusually for a quiz, in round two, there is no wrong answer. I actually just want to use this as an opportunity to start a discussion. So if you're watching this with other people or in a hub, I'm gonna ask a question and I suggest you pause the video and just share some of your answers and have a discussion about that before coming back to the video. So the question is this, why are you part of a church? What is it you like? Why is being part of the church valuable to you? What benefits do you get from it? Why is it worth you making the changes to your life to be involved? Now this isn't specifically about an activity or an event, you know, but it could be, it could be something about the Sunday service, it could be about the hu a hub, it could be about your discipleship group, or it could be more of an abstract concept than that. It just might be something about it. What is it? So there are no wrong answers. But what I want to do is have us think about the reasons, because often it's just something we do, you know, we're in the habit but we don't stop and think, well, why do I do it? So I want us to think about the reasons and I want us to hear other people's reasons because sometimes they are different and it might be something we haven't thought about. And this is all because I want us to be a little bit more conscious rather than just be on autopilot, just in the habit, to be a bit more conscious that God is doing something through church for us that we can be aware of and be intentional about and be more open to. So the question again is, why are you part of a church? And I guess the sub-question is, to look below, below just that thing, but what is it about that thing that somehow reflects what we know it is that God made human beings to be like? What is the aspect of being fully human in the way God intended that that thing connects with? You know, what is the deeper aspect of that? So in a second, pause the video and have a discussion and what I'll do is I'll pull some funny faces and so you can just see what face you end up paused on. Okay, I hope that it was interesting thinking about that and hearing other people's answers and other people's reasons. The church is God's community for us to be encouraged, inspired and supported on our journey as disciples, to become more and more like Jesus. 
And this year, I would love us to have a vision for church that is beyond just doing what we've always done, but being open to how God might be wanting to use church to encourage our journey as disciples. A few years ago, I heard about the church in Iran. In Iran, it's meant to be the fastest growing church, but it's illegal to be a Christian in Iran. They can't have big public meetings. They can't do Sunday services. They can't do Instagram or social media posts, all these sorts of things. It's an underground church. So the church mostly looks like small groups meeting in people's homes. And one of the things that I heard about the Iranian church that made me really stop and think was they said that the majority of leaders in the Iranian church are older teenage girls or young women. It just made me think if, if one Sunday we got together and I said, here's a group of some new Christians, the people who are just on the edge of finding out about Jesus, and they, they need to start meeting with someone to learn more about Jesus and to discover how to be a Christian, how to follow God. Can I have some volunteers to do that? I suspect not many people would put their hands up. And this is without the possibility of persecution, arrest, and all that sorts of things. And certainly I think I would be nervous to put my hand up and say, yeah, I'll do it. And I was thinking, well, why is this? Why are there young girls in Iran that are able to do this, young women in Iran that will do this, whereas we would struggle? Yet we have often been coming to a church, we've been part of a church for a long time, we've heard thousands of sermons, we've been to Bible studies and home groups. And I think one of the reasons is we've made church about how much information we learn, what, in, what facts we can learn about the Bible and about Jesus and all that. So there's that. So we, we have this lots of knowledge, but we've never really stepped out in faith and put it into practice and and taken the risks of just doing stuff. So that's one thing. And the other thing as well is I think we've ended up with this almost two-tier kind of environment in church where there are the people at the front who speak on microphones, who know Bible verses, who talk about the original Greek and Hebrew and tell these amazing stories about how God has used them and how they stepped out in faith and saw this stuff happen. And then there's kind of everyone else or the majority of people who end up sitting, listening to that and feeling totally uh, overwhelmed and inadequate and thinking, oh, I could never be like that. And so we end up in a place where church actually starts to disempower us. And that's not what it's meant to do as a disciple. What we're meant to do in church is feel empowered that we could do these things. So I'm hoping that this year we can just be a bit more intentional about discovering that this, we're not just learning more information. We want to learn how to live like Jesus. So we want to learn the stuff and the encouragement and the support to step out and live a life like Jesus. And secondly, to realise that it's not about other people doing it, but about each of us, however small and unique our part might be, we have a role in God's church, whether it's as when we gather together with others or whether when we're scattered out in the world around other people, that God has something for us all to do. And we want to think about how church helps make that happen, how being part of this community, whether it's Sunday service, hubs, a discipleship group, or even just the WhatsApp group that we might have around things, how this helps us to, be a, to grow as a disciple. So let me finish with this verse from Ephesians 3, and then I'll pray. 
God's intent was that now, through the church, his manifold wisdom should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. God, we thank you that the church isn't an activity or an event, it isn't an institution, it is your family, all your people, discovering how wonderful you are and discovering that with you inside us, we can live a life far beyond what we can manage on our own. So I pray this year in 2024, we would be more aware and maybe more in awe of how the church, the display of your wisdom to the spiritual realms is something that we are amazed to be part of and we appreciate and we can use to grow ourselves and encourage other people to grow. We thank you that you've called us into this new family. In Jesus' name, Amen.